The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So let's start with Derek Cassidy from Bonkers.ie because based on what Ben told us there, could it be that we've hit peak electricity and gas prices that they're going to start coming down from now? Hi, Matt. I think we probably have hit peak uh, energy prices. It does look as if the worst of the energy crisis has passed us. Now, mind you, of course, we don't know what the future holds and nobody was really forecasting a an outbreak of war in Ukraine right up until it happened. Um, nobody was forecasting that there was going to be a pandemic. That actually also affected the energy market for various reasons. So no one knows what the future is going to hold, but certainly it does look like the crisis has begun to subside and things are a lot better than they were even a few weeks ago and particularly a few months ago. Um, gas, electricity prices, they have come down off their record highs on wholesale markets. But what I'm always at pains to say to people is that they still are at a very, very high level. Um, a lot of listeners are probably wondering why they haven't seen more of a decrease in prices. Or well, why you preempted what I was just about to ask, Dara, yeah. because I think this people are looking at the wholesale oil prices on the world markets being lower than they were before the invasion of Ukraine and saying, well, in that case, why is it that our home heating and our petrol for getting into the car is Mm -hmm. still so much more expensive than it was a year ago. Yeah, I mean, if you look at maybe just like gas, because gas, of course, is what has driven a lot of this crisis, and we still use a lot of gas in Ireland to generate our electricity. So when the price of gas goes up, the price of electricity goes up. That's still trading at around maybe two and a half times what is considered its normal price. So at one stage, um, maybe, well, sorry, but maybe, you know, two, two and a half years ago, Matt, the price of gas was 50 pence a term. Now, listeners probably won't know what a term is, but that's just what it was traded in, and that's what the price was. At one stage last summer, it went up to 800 100 pence a term so it went up by over a thousand percent now obviously people's gas bills and electricity bills didn't go up by a thousand percent and so we were somewhat shielded from the full effects of the price increases by their suppliers the prices have gone down but they're still around Matt maybe you know 200 percent um or maybe you know uh, double what they should be um, so that means that we're going to see pretty high prices for the foreseeable future but I do think we're over the price hikes and it does look as if any further price announcements that we see over the coming weeks and the coming months will be a price decrease which I think is a nice uh, a, a nice change for people. But stay on the line Dara I want to bring in Daniel McConnell political editor of the Irish Examiner because maybe the worst is past us when it comes to increases but given the prices are still at such incredible highs does that not maintain the pressure on the government to try and ease the burden on people who open their bills and nearly fall over with the shock when they see how big they are? It does, um, but what's clear, Matt, I suppose, what's been coming out over the weekend is that there had been talk of, a, of an additional energy credit payment. Obviously, we, we know there were three credits paid or, or you know made available from October, and they've been paid out over the winter months, and the last one is due to hit in the March-April period. There had been talk of another payment before the summer, but that's essentially been ruled out. That's likely now to be kicked, kicked back to September, October, and then obviously we're likely to see a further cost-of-living package in next year's budget. Um, but what we are likely to see is a is a package of measures that is now likely to be more targeted than universal uh, and it is primarily focused I'm told about tackling child poverty so the fuel element is sort of coming down the, the list of priorities that was obviously the focus of last year um, but tackling that, that, that child poverty now is, is likely to be where the focus of this package that's going to be agreed by Cabinet tomorrow. So the main form of that is they're still to decide whether or not that will take the form of a double child benefit payment worth €140 Euro per child 
for every family in the country, irrespective of means, or will you know they or will they go for a hundred euro top up uh, for those who qualify for the working family payment? And ultimately, that's a more targeted uh, measure. And that you know, obviously, if you are a family of means, you will not get that that payment. Uh, we also know that the the nine percent VAT rate on hospitality is to come to an end. Despite the pleas from the hospitality sector, essentially government have taken the view that you know there have been you know instances of price gouging and kind of exploitation in that sector, and ultimately they can't stand over that in terms of giving them preferential tax treatment. However, importantly, um, the VAT reduction on electricity and gas will continue. So that that's at nine percent, and that will continue to be at nine percent at least until October, until the budget, at a cost of roughly about fifteen million euro per month to the exchequer. We also know that cuts to the excise duty on fuel are to be extended and but will return on a phased basis in the coming weeks and months because had they not done so you'd essentially be seeing a 23 uh, cent uh, increase on, on, on a litre of, of fuel overnight. And that's just not politically palatable. So that's why they're going to kick that. So they're the they're kind of the main measures that are likely to come. There might be some other measures in terms of, um, like we're also expecting a bonus payment for carers and pensioners. But, you know, you know, we're talking about a package of somewhere below 1 billion euro, which is a long way, you yeah, know, see, Daniel, what you mentioned start. all people on lower incomes, and that is very well appreciated. But there's lots of people getting in touch as well who were on what regarded as middle incomes and even maybe high incomes who suddenly get hit with these extraordinary increases that they simply can't afford. At the same time as they may be also dealing with higher mortgage repayments per month because of increased interest rates. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's why I think you've seen that, I suppose, uh, talk from government and the Fine Gael side of the house in particular about the, the merits of these universal payments, because obviously those on the on the left have always called for more targeted measures. But Fine Gael in particular have, have, have said, listen, there is a benefit for, for, for these universal uh, payments because it is the middle class as well who who are, are, are feeling the pinch very particularly and it's only a very small number of very uh, kind of wealthy people who don't really need these payments but to extract those out of the administrative system is, is just kind of it's still for whatever reason still administratively impossible so they don't do it and um, so there has been this talk of of universality in terms of some of the payments however from what i can gather uh, speaking to people this afternoon, it, it, we're now looking at a much more targeted uh, package rather than one that's universal, which would okay. mean that it's people who are already on welfare and people who are already in receipt of some support are likely to be the focus as opposed to those who literally have to pay for everything and are essentially on their own. But Derek Hasty, there are lots of people texting into zero eight seven four one hundred one hundred two asking, how can it be that the oil companies in particular, and that goes back to the people who extract the oil which is used for electricity production or is used for petrol, are making profits of the like that they have never seen before. If it really is a crisis, how can they be so profitable? Is it, I mean, just simply down to the fact that they're able to overcharge us all for the oil and gas that they provide to us? Well, not that they're, they're overcharging per se, rightly or wrongly. There was a market force. There was somebody that was willing to pay that price, as crazy as it may be. The problem when it comes to talking about these profits, though, Matt, is that we don't have any oil in Ireland. We've very, very little gas and we've no coal. We import it all. And lots of these insane profits, uh, these billions and billions that are being made, they're being made by companies that we will struggle to tax. Now, that's not to say that there aren't profits in Ireland that we can tax. And I know the government is working on that but I think I actually just quickly read today that it's now being a legal case taken at an EU level which may make that harder but um, I can't you know we just need to put things into perspective I think it has been mooted this kind of you know, windfall tax and energy profits at least in Ireland as being some uh, easy answer to the crisis for us unfortunately in Ireland's case like I said it's not we have very little 
oil with none, very little gas. A lot of the obscene profits that are being made by companies in Norway, the state-owned uh, Norwegian oil company, I think made something like 30 billion euro last year, up from around maybe six or seven billion euro the year before. It's the same in Saudi Arabia. That's where all the huge, huge profits are being made. It, 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 there's not quite so many profits being made here, but there probably is money that can be taxed, maybe a few hundred million euro, which would obviously be welcome and, you know, every little helps. Okay, a lot of listener comments. Column says, I'm one of the many squeezed middle without kids. What do I get? Sweet FA. I should have had loads of kids to look for welfare from the state and not contribute as I do in high taxes, etc. Another one says, it's great to see those in need getting help, but why are we punishing those who are going to work by hitting them with higher fuel prices? Excise duty needs to remain low. Uh, Dara, I, I know that petrol and diesel prices are a bit of a speciality of yours as well. In How much help has the government reduction in excise and VAT there given? And how much of a blow would it be if it was tapered off or removed? Well, it'd be a big enough blow. It'd be right 20 cent on... Um petrol and 15 cents on diesel um, but then also there was what's called the Nora charge which is around 2 cents which was taken off as well to try and compensate for the increase in the carbon tax so there's a bit of mental you know arithmetic gymnastics being done on budget day so if that was to all be taken away um, in one fell swoop you're looking at maybe you know 22, 23 cents being added on to a litre of petrol 15, 16, 17 cents on to a litre of diesel it would hit motorists hard and it would be very very politically difficult to do it I would suspect what the government will do is that they'll gradually increase it by maybe a few cents over the next few uh, the next few months. Um, but certainly, Matt, just quickly, I would say when it comes to gas and electricity, I would absolutely call on the government to keep that 9% VAT rate indefinitely. Daniel there, uh, it was on his fault, but he was saying, you know, it, the 9% rate of VAT is the reduced rate is at a cost of such and such to the government. It's actually not costing the government anything because gas and electricity prices are so high, even though the government has reduced the rate of VAT to 9%, it's actually taking in more in tax than it did last year. So in my opinion, they can absolutely afford to keep the 9% VAT rate. And at the last budget, we had the government reduce the rate of VAT on newspapers to 0%. And I think a lot of listeners might say, listen, that's absolutely great. But why am I being charged 0% VAT on a newspaper, but you know, maybe 13.5% back when I go to turn on the heat? So um, I think that 9% rate of VAT absolutely needs to be kept for a long, long time. Because even though Pinergy has announced this price decrease. Its prices are still at absolutely very, very high levels. And you know, we're a long, long way from seeing more normal energy prices, which is what we saw maybe in 2020. Thank you very much, Dara Cassidy from Bonkers.ie and Daniel McConnell, political editor of the Irish Examiner. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.